Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Welcome to the First Fleet 10-4 podcast. This is the Christmas edition for 2020. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things, a, a recap of the year, uh, talk a little bit about COVID, talk a little bit about some of the projects we have going on, and uh, we're very glad that you're here uh, joining us in in this uh, conversation. I'm Austin Henderson. I'll be your host, and let me let the other hosts uh, introduce themselves. My name is Elizabeth Wyndham. I'm the training coordinator. All that's, things training. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. great. I'm the one that makes all those awful training videos you have to watch. Sorry. Oh, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> They're great. And I'm Rebecca Wilson. And at, right now we're finishing up our platform science implementation. So that's been our project this year. And we've got many more things on the burner coming up in 2021. And you have done a great job coordinating all that. Really yes. appreciate that. And on the phone, we also have... Mark McKnight. I uh, hate that I can't be there in person with you all today. This week, we heard from Daniel Piper on a conference call. There was a conference call conducted with leadership from around the country, and he spoke of some times of remembrances, just thinking about the last year and thinking about some of our losses and some of the things he was grateful for. Let, let's take a listen to that conference call, and then we'll be back. Happy holidays and, and Merry Christmas, and just wanted to reach out to everyone and and uh, talk about the holidays a little bit. I know it means different things to different people, but... Uh, a lot of times we spend uh, time reflecting and and uh, reflecting on the past, the, the present, and, and the future. And you know, looking at the past, I know this year we we uh, we lost uh, a lot of loved ones. Um, we lost lost some drivers and lost uh, you know I know a supervisor, operations manager, and and most importantly lost our our founding father, um, and, and I know many people that lost uh, family members or loved ones. And so just in this time, want to want to lift everyone up uh, and their families uh, that, that have lost people. I think it's important that we remember those. And, and uh, you know, I know the other piece is, is reflecting on, uh, you know, what we're thankful for. And um, I know at, at First Fleet, we've had a uh, – uh, you know, a stressful year from many standpoints, but but uh, have have come through this you know uh, difficult year in in great shape and good order, and it's and it's due to the great people that we have. And just a shout out and a thank you to the to the drivers and and managers and supervisor and mechanics and and just all the people that were involved as as we move through this. Uh, pandemic year and and uh, everyone really stepped stepped up and and took the time to to uh, go over and beyond the call of duty to to uh, you know get the groceries delivered get uh, all the paper products delivered get the bread delivered and and just did a really great job I know uh, we had a, a crew that was doing the platform science install through through this this pandemic and and they did a great job as well so overall i mean just an, an incredible year and just really thankful for everyone that has has stepped up i know you know we we look to the future what uh you know what are we we looking to accomplish in 2021 and we know there's a lot of things that we can do better and everyone looks and sees what hey what can i do better um you know what? What do I want to accomplish in in 2021? And, and we think it's important that that people look ahead and think about the things they want to do. And uh, we think it's important to to help 
you know, people and, and, and do different things to help people as we move forward. And, and so I just ask that you kind of reflect on, on your year and, and, and where you are and, and moving forward and, and just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a, and a happy holiday and a very good 2021. So when I hear that, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm grateful for the fact that we have a leader in this organization who is talking about some of the losses that we had. Those are those are very real losses. I think about the loss of Gary Wilson. I, I personally knew Gary Wilson and his family for over 20 years, and I have a lot of respect for them. And that that's a deep loss that will be greatly felt in our community. And even the loss of some of our drivers and dispatch community um, from around the organization. Uh, I just appreciate the fact that we're able to remember those folks with, with fondness. And it, it really helps me appreciate the family that I'm a part of here. I know Daniel mentioned that uh, this year has been stressful on many of us due to COVID and dealing with the pandemic of 2020. And as we move into 2021, we just hope that our lives will go back to normal. We know that that will not be immediate, but we hope that we are on the brighter side of things as we move through the end of this year. So I think as we close out 2020, I'm ready to ring in the new year of 2021 and hope for brighter and better days. Yeah, I think about being a part of this organization and having leadership like Daniel and many others who are connected with the business and connected with individuals in the business well enough to know what's going on and in their lives and in the situations. And I'm just grateful for grateful for their leadership. So let's talk a little bit about 2020. Uh, obviously, we're looking back in it. We think about some major themes there is a pandemic going on. There is a sickness that has taken over our country and the world. We've had several different projects going on all at the the same time. So if we kind of start off in in January, we kicked off this uh, fairly large project for Platform Science that was replacing the Omnitrax in-cab units. So the, the aging Qualcomm Omnitrax devices had to be replaced. I'll just give you a quick reminder about that. Uh, the technology was old. The technology was actually going away. It's being retired. So it, it was. Uh, we were in a position where we needed to make a change and we elected to install Platform Science. And we anticipated that would take us um, somewhere around a year. We, we thought it might take us a little bit longer than a year. We had 3,000 trucks that we had to retrofit and replace the device. North of 3,000 drivers that had to be trained. And we knew it was going to take quite a large number of people from around the country to try and and pull this project off. Um, today, we are nearing completion. We have one location left in Amarillo that we need to convert over. We're over 2,900 trucks have been converted. It hasn't been a perfectly smooth path, but we definitely are very grateful for the drivers that have embraced the change and have really seen it as a reality of progress. That's one of our core values. So really appreciate each and every one of you that has gone through the process of training and giving us your feedback either on on Facebook or via email. We've certainly gotten some feedback and been able to put much of that to use in um, constructive ways. The current status of that project, we we do have some ongoing connection issues. Uh, that's certainly probably not foreign to people um, that are hearing this. There are occasions where drivers pull into the yard and connectivity is lost. Yesterday, we shipped uh, an update to the tractors that was designed or intended to correct um, that situation in significant ways. We'll have to let it run for a week or so and look at the numbers and see if we were successful in that. Early indications are that we, we are successful in that, that we have stabilized that connection problem in significant ways. There's probably still some work to be done, but we are uh, trying to chase that problem down uh, a little bit more uh, as the time goes on. 
And then in February, we uh, had our last, that was our last uh, driver trainer meeting. We had all three. Yeah, we had all three. That was the last time we were collectively together, right? I mean, in in, in large groups. In big group, sure. And I think at that point, we didn't even really anticipate what was going to happen. Right. We had our last meeting in Dallas, I believe, and we had a few people starting to you know, not feeling good. We, I kind of recall some of the the participants canceling and that kind of thing. So it was the first we'd heard of people getting sick from this before we really knew what it was. And then very quickly, mid-March, yeah. we started really... Things started shutting down. Right. And, um, you know, we that, that led to, you know, you make it through into the spring where we, we didn't have the training meetings that we normally have and those those sorts of things as well. Um, but certainly March comes along and we start hitting just peak volumes around weekly load counts and higher, uh, higher definitely higher than average and in some cases um, all-time records. So um, that I think has been an interesting little challenge that has carried on really th- we're we're now into December, and it really the pace of it hasn't significantly slowed in any way. And some weeks are still all time highs. So that's a real testimony to the driver community that we have working very diligently as as frontline workers to be able Absolutely. to yeah to be able to um, pull this work off. It's it's an important work that we're doing. We're hauling groceries and cardboard boxes, which are probably in a higher demand now than ever. And so just to think about that, I, I have thought about that with a grateful heart. You know, I, I just think about there's a lot of folks in different industries that are suffering or struggling in different ways. And we have had the opportunity and the blessing to participate in servicing businesses that are essential. And that has really made all the difference to our business and the families around the organization that are supported by it. I think so. Our drivers definitely were a part of the fear that they were hearing sure. on the news and in the any kind of public forum. And they were faced with keeping their job, taking their loads. Um, many times restrooms, restaurants along their route were closed. And so there was a lot to be, um, it was a, a big task and a lot of fear associated with that. And our drivers have just continued every day to keep on. And it, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's been really, really neat to be a part of the Facebook community and see drivers being an encouragement to each other and also, supportive. yes, yeah, supportive and also recognizing the significant role that the the trucker plays in the American economy and just the the overall survival of the of the people in this country. So you know, really a very heartfelt thanks from me and just an overall appreciation for the for the work that we're in. Certainly, we're not out of this um, pandemic by any stretch, right? Not yet. And there's definitely some developments coming along the way around vaccines and things like that. But um, Mark, could you talk with us a little bit, maybe just about tips that you've been sharing for um, our drivers to stay healthy and stay safe on the road and thoughts about PPE and things that, you know, we have made available. Can you, can you just share with us a little bit about that? Of course. Yeah. It's been, it's been an ongoing um, opportunity for us to be able to reach out uh, whether it's physically by providing uh, equipment, PPE out to our fleets. I know that we have, (laughs) kind of under lock and key. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, in the past, you never would have thought about hand sanitizer and, and Clorox bleach wipes being under lock and key. But, uh, you know, just for the fact of being able to help secure those types of supplies for our fleets. And I know our HR team has been working weekly and shipping out um, to locations, whether it's masks or cleaning supplies. And I'm, I keep up with, you know, what the offices are ordering. And I can see that, 
there's still a lot of uh, supplies being ordered directly. So our, our fleets are taking charge of that and making sure that our drivers are kept safe uh, while they're there, while they're on the road, uh, while they're in the trucks. Uh, I know that, you know, if there's a lot of our drivers have dedicated trucks that they might be using, but not everybody does. So I know our fleets are taking time and helping make sure that, you know, when we're slip seating, that those trucks are being sanitized properly, uh, whether that's directly or there's another service, uh, just to help keep everybody safe while they're out there. And, uh, and you know, we're, as, as he lives and I, we've done a few of our, our podcasts in regards to how to, how to stay safe and, and healthy on the road, uh, just to be able to, you know, go back and reference those, those podcasts as well, but, you know, you know, be able to move, be able to properly, uh, get your nourishment in nourishment, uh, is, is a huge piece of that. And a lot of that goes back to just preparation and planning. You know, how can you plan if you're going to be out for 10 to 14 hours? What can you do to make sure that you're in charge of what you're what you have in store for your for your, your day uh, while you're out there? So, again, and, and you know, if, if anybody else has any uh, recommendations or if they have any needs out there for supplies, uh, just hit that ask button. We always reference it. Just let us know. And we'll reach out to appropriate parties to be able to help with those needs and, and get you get you back out there. Mark, can you tell me a little bit about um, the situation around the availability of those supplies? I mean, I know early on we had some issues where you know, getting our hands on sanitizers and wipes and things like that was was more of a challenge. Has that largely the supply chain rectified that solution? For the most part, yes. I mean, I'm, it's like I'm always hesitant to say, hey, we're in great shape. You know, I do see that it's, it's a whole lot better than it was early, you know, when it was in the late spring area. You know, I, I know that um, our office, our corporate administrator was trying to help the fleets get some things ordered. And you'd see even the uh, large retail online sites that you can normally go buy things inexpens- inexpensively. Uh, the prices had really shot up just because of the low availability. But I have not heard of any uh, issues that our teams have had in, in getting supplies. You know, even masks, the, the disposable masks that, you know, cost about a dollar a piece back early on in the spring, you know, are, are much more cost effective now. And, and and there's lots of supply of those. So we haven't, we haven't run into any issues, thankfully, uh, at this point. And so hopefully that will continue and the supply chain will continue to provide what's necessary to help outlast this thing. Okay. Well, that that's good to hear. So if, if we've got any drivers out there who are having difficulty getting their hands on it, they, they should be able to reach out to their fleet manager and we, sh- we should be able to rectify that situation, right? Oh, yeah. And our HR team is, uh, we've got a couple of people in here that will are every week reaching out to our fleets just to make sure, taking an inventory of what they have. And um, it's, it's probably every day or every other day, they're getting a couple of boxes back out there just to make sure everybody's amply supplied. Okay. Well, Appreciate the work that you guys have done there. Appreciate the work the HR team and the others have done to get their hands on these supplies yeah, and keep our, keep our drivers safe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Obviously, the cases, uh, you know, we're all paying attention to the news, even though we pay, may not try to pay attention to the news. It's all, it's all over media. That I mean, you can see that the, the cases across the country, record numbers. I know certain districts and certain municipalities are, are hitting, you know, what it's called. It's called the red zone type of, of case counts and I mean, I think it's at some point we're we're all being impacted in our community or in our families, uh, those that we know or maybe even personally. So, you know, the goal is, is that, you know, over the next few months, uh, I know the vaccine's coming out. We might talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, just right now, how can we take care of ourselves and and what can we do to to ensure that that we're not infected with the virus? I mean, as far as testing, you know, I know a lot of people are getting tested right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we're here in the Murfreesboro office. We're doing our best. Some folks are on a rotating schedule, but certainly when we're in the building together, we're all we're wearing masks. We're doing our best to be socially distanced from others. Um, we're we certainly want to say from at a, at a corporate level, if you if you feel like you've been exposed or you feel ill uh, and you need to get a test, we, we wouldn't want you to jeopardize um, your ability to do that. We, we would want we would want you to get tested so that we can understand um, situation and, and how to get you healthy again um, as quick as possible, and also limit exposure to other individuals. So that that's certainly something that we have uh, a, a trend that we see continuing into the future, and one that we've been encouraging here, which in, in this building in Murfreesboro, which is let's try to be as distant from others as we can. Good good habits of hand washing and things like that when wearing masks when we're indoors and um, you know those things seem to be seem to be working our case load here in this particular office is fairly low we've only had a few instances um, of of sickness so I, I think we certainly encourage that to the best of our ability outside of this building and all across the organization as well so in the context of uh, vaccine, which Mark just mentioned, there's some good developments occurring there, as you've probably seen around the country. There's a couple of very good vaccine candidates that are in the pipeline, some of them already authorized for use in this country and other countries as well. And so that's a really promising, um, you know, that, that provides some hope for the future in terms of stopping the spread of this uh, virus. Now, in terms of what its rollout's going to look like and the logistics of all that, I think a lot of that still has yet to be worked out. But specifically as it pertains to the benefits of first Fleet. Mark, is there any news there on that front with regard to employees of First Fleet and the health benefits that we have? How how the vaccine might be impacted? Yeah, it's it's you know as far as how the the, the rollout is going to be, it's kind of hard to say. Um, as far as First Fleet, um, we have checked and and it is you know just like any of our other preventive care, whether it's flu shots or it's just like a wellness visit, it is covered one hundred percent. So you know if people do take the vaccine, you know but it's considered two. There's a booster as well, so that. Uh, that is going to be covered under our Blue Cross uh, medical plan. So, but, you know, it's hard to say when that will be. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting. We've got some information in regards today, just, you know, as far as the the distribution of it. And, um, you know, we've seen the big trucks roll out with those on them. And it says, you know, that they'll be shipped with GPS thermal sensors for temperature and destination tracking. So, I mean, it's going to be a highly, highly secure, highly scrutinized type distribution plan that they're sending out, you know, earliest phases will be, you know, prioritize uh, healthcare workers, first responders, and then long-term care assisted living. And it's kind of projected, you know, expected that, you know, the general population probably mid-year 2021. So it'll be a while before our participants and just the general population would see access to it. But, you know, things can change. I mean, obviously the supply chain moves fast at points, but I think, you know, the retail chain pharmacies, uh, should have the ability to, you know, administer these just like, like if you're going to get a flu shot, like many of us have done in the past. I think uh, I read that 20 million people could be vaccinated during December and then, you know, projected 30 million per month after that. Wow. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's an ambitious plan. But good to hear that the First Sleep Benefits will cover that as just a uh, like a normal preventative type thing. So that's that's really encouraging. Appreciate you putting the work in to figure that out for us. Yeah. All right, so then I guess next let's talk a little bit about holiday traditions. Certainly this year may look a little different for each of us, um, but nevertheless, I'm sure there are some holiday traditions which are, you know, significant in your family and in your in your personal life. And, you know, I, when I think about the holidays, I think about family getting together and 
think about my, my mom and my wife and my, my grandmother, you know, making various types of treats and things like that and enjoying time together. And, you know, this year is going to look different for us. We've already started trying to figure out exactly how those plans are going to unfold. But the gatherings will be a little bit smaller. And, you know, I'm a little sad. I mean, I'm sad about that, right? I I want to have my family around and I want to protect them. So obviously that makes sense. Um, but there is sadness. My kids were, you know, talking last night just about how Oh, this is not. We're not going to get to go see Mimi in this this year, and you know, I I look upon that and I say, well, this is this is a one year experience, and hopefully we'll be able to put this behind us. But there is some sadness around that. But I do think about you know with fondness of things around my grandmother's house and um, even my 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 wife's family and my my mom. Um, cooking and celebrating my mom always made these cookies they're they're oatmeal scotchies and uh yeah it's like these oatmeal kind of buttery kind of cookies it's it's just fantastic right (laughs) it's just fantastic and and my wife's grandmother makes this that that old hard crack candy like you would make it with the caro syrup you know what i'm talking about that candy. yes yeah yeah. so this is the first year they didn't get to make it with my grandmother um and so you know the kids and my wife they're sad about that but um certainly uh look out the think about those things with fond memories and um were they know. able to do it were they able to yeah. make it with like well they, they made four batches of which one worked okay i was wondering about that because i couldn't it's spend not thanksgiving easy. and yeah. i had to recreate the dressing and there's yeah. no recipe it's just if it till it looks right you know so yeah they they they, they messed up on three out of the four <laughs> batches but um you know when you don't have ma around things are difficult right absolutely. so what about you guys you got any traditions things you're looking forward to oh goodness um i just time with family gifts stockings food just hanging out time Mm -hmm. yeah i won't get to see you know everybody that i normally see but um i am apparently immune for a couple of months so i'm gonna see (laughs) i got the covid but i'm good now um so i'm I'm gonna try and see you know as many people as i can as safely as i can you'll go anywhere they'll let you come pretty much yeah (laughs) gotcha what about you rebecca well, I was going to say, uh, in our family, we all live very close together, and so uh, we get to see each other a lot anyway in our immediate family. I do have our, our grandparents, or several of them above 80 years old, mm. Ooh, yeah. so it, it's going to be a time where we're going to probably stay away from them, so it's sad. It's mm. sad. We had the house that everybody came to on Christmas mm. Eve, oh, so yeah. that's tough, but that's okay. I, it makes me think about our drivers that are on the road, mm-hmm. and many of our drivers are gone Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the day after. Um, hopefully, they're either coming back in and can spend a portion of the time with their family. But um, it is just part of the business, I think, to, yeah. to be away. But yeah, the, the the transportation industry is a group of people that are always on the move, and right. you know, the grocery stores never stop. And um, so, certainly, our our folks uh, celebrate these holidays different than probably most Americans every year. So, I'm grateful for that. Mark, you got anything that you got planned this year? No, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit different this year as far as, you know, because we're usually, we're usually getting together with family uh, on Christmas Eve, my family on Christmas Eve, and then her mom and dad usually come over for uh, like a little Christmas day morning brunch for us with us. But so that'll be a little bit in, uh, different this year because they are uh, they're all healthy and blessed, but they're all um, not able to. They just don't feel real secure with everybody getting together because we've got a pretty good sized family and and everybody getting together. It's just probably don't. It'll be a little bit different this year, but we will look forward to next year all the same. It's funny. My mom is a big baker, like you mentioned as well, with yours, and uh, she spends three weeks cooking. 
And um, oh, wow. so, yeah, she, that's, that's her therapy. I've always said that the kitchen is her place of therapy. So she loves it. So tomorrow, actually, she is she and her dad are going to my dad are going to drive up to our brother's house in my house and deliver what we would normally partake in on Christmas Eve oh, with them. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> so, what? Uh, that's so, amazing. Sausage, sausage pinwheels are her are like her pride and joy, and my kids love them. So she, I'm going to get a roll of sausage pinwheels tomorrow that she wants us to cook on Christmas Eve, that's even awesome. without them. So we'll miss them, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll. Are they actually going to last until Christmas Eve? <laughs> um, <True. laughs> well, have to be hidden. But when, on Sunday, I'll have all four of them here. Probably not. All everybody. Will be okay. All gone. <laughs> we'll say. They're gone. Well, there's a, definitely a. A, a theme here that this year looks different for all of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a good time to reflect upon the blessings that we do have. It's a good time to reflect upon the family that we have with us and um, just be grateful for what we have and look forward to um, perhaps other, you know, celebrations in the future. There'll be other opportunities. So I uh, thank you very much for, uh, you know, listening to us today and, 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 and joining us in, in this Christmas episode. Elizabeth, can you tell us a little bit about what's coming in the next podcast episode? Absolutely. Uh, Mark McKnight and John Cole have been in talks, and we are working on a really good safety podcast for everyone. And so we're hoping that's going to be really cool, really fun, and just really needed right now. It's winter. There's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on in our world, and we just need to, since we didn't get our spring or fall safety meetings, you know, we're needing some good, good safety tips. So that's coming up next. That's good. We'll, we'll look forward to that. Well, thanks for joining us. And until next time, be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>